Welcome back to the Grad Centric Podcast. Today we're going to talk about how to read a financial aid letter. Before I get too far along in this podcast episode, I want you to know that I have posted a lot of the letters that I'm going to be speaking about at my website, gradmetrics.com slash financial dash aid slash letter. Uh, that's where you can look at all the examples that I'm going to be discussing in this episode. Now, granted, some of you all are going to be going down the highway on your way to work, uh, or you're going to be in your garden while you're podcasting. Whatever that looks like for you, you may not be able to access this, but for those of you that can, it might be really helpful as I'm discussing some of these various aspects of a financial aid letter. So what is a financial aid letter? Now, we've discussed in a previous episode about what happens after the FAFSA. So you're going to submit your information in the FAFSA. You're going to go through all the different requirements that your school has in terms of, of getting admitted and then gaining financial aid. And so once you've completed that checklist, right around this time of year, for seniors anyway, is when you'll receive a financial aid letter. And it's called a financial aid letter because traditionally it's been mailed to you. And then you'll select what you want to accept or reject in terms of loans or grants or scholarships, then you would send it back to the school and this would be your official acceptance of the financial aid that's being offered to you. Uh, more recently, of course, the internet, we, we have the internet and so a lot of times students will get into their online portal and they'll accept their aid. Uh, they might get a letter sent to them via their official email address, what have you. But that's why it's called a financial aid letters. It's all the aid that's being offered to you from the school itself and from the government. And it's presented to you in some type of documented form, traditionally a letter. This is the only time, by the way, that you'll know what you'll actually pay to go to school. This is why we do a lot of things, uh, at least at Grad Metrics, when it comes to a school list. Because uh, you might think that you can't afford a school, but by the time the financial aid letter comes around, you'll realize that it might even be more affordable than some of the schools you thought were going to be more affordable. And so uh, sometimes more expensive on this side, more affordable on this side, and that's why you diversify your school list. This is the only time you'll know what it will cost you, though, because uh, college is a lot like a used car lot trying to figure things out until the very end when they say, hey, sign on the dotted line. You finally get to see what's applied to your account when you're buying a car, all the loans, all the discounts, all the incentives, the interest rate, etc. cetera. Uh, same thing here. This is the only time that you'll know what you're gonna pay for school. That being said, keep in mind that there's a difference between direct and indirect costs. So a direct cost is something that you'll pay directly to the school. And an indirect cost is something that's maybe estimated, something like personal expenses or transportation expenses, but it's not actually a check that you're gonna to have to write to the school. Because one of the main sections of a financial aid letter is the full cost of attendance. So it will outline things like tuition, fees, books, room and board, personal expenses, transportation expenses. Some of these things are a check that you're gonna to have to write to the school if you have a balance. Some of these things will not be a check that you have to write to the school. So keep that in mind because I do see some families that will look, to look at the total cost of attendance. They'll look at all the aid that's being offered to them and they'll see the difference and they think that that's a check they're gonna have to write to the school. Well, if you don't understand the difference between direct and indirect costs, sometimes you'll actually overestimate what you're gonna to have to pay semester by semester. Now this gets into our example letter, which I've posted online. Again, that URL is gradmetrics.com forward slash financial dash aid forward slash letter. And you can look at a sample financial aid letter 
published by the Department of Education. This gives you a good example of what the format might be, but at this point I will tell you formats change school to school. And I've linked even more financial aid letter examples at the end of this article because you'll see that the format can vary widely. Uh, sometimes you'll have listed on the financial aid letter what I told you, a breakout between uh, direct and indirect costs. Sometimes you'll even have the expected family contribution on there, uh, which is a, a term for another episode. Sometimes you'll have the full cost of attendance and the aid that's being offered to you. Sometimes you'll have it on a semesterly versus an annual basis or both. So it can get really confusing. And by the way, if you want to walk through a financial aid letter with someone at Gradmetrics, you're more than happy or you're more than welcome to reach out to us. We'd be more than happy to do that. So on this uh, example letter, we start out with the cost of attendance. Again, tuition and fees, room and board, transportation, personal expenses for a full total cost of attendance. At this uh, example school, $20,394.45. After that, we go into a listing of the financial aid that's offered. Again, this would be aid that's maybe offered by the government and the school itself. And so you have a Pell Grant in this example, which would be money that doesn't have to be paid back a direct subsidized loan, a direct unsubsidized loan, and then here on this example it says student cash payment. Traditionally what you'd see in addition to some of these aforementioned ones would be uh, like a Parent PLUS loan for instance. If you're eligible for that it might be scholarships from the school. That would be more typical but on this example it says a student cash payment. So Pell Grant grants are money that don't have to be back, paid back in addition to scholarships, which don't have to be paid back. A loan, you of course have to pay back. And there's a difference between a subsidized loan and an unsubsidized loan. So a subsidized loan is where the government is paying for your interest while your child is in school. Unsubsidized, that interest starts to accrue immediately once your kid takes out that loan or once you take out that loan. And then a Parent PLUS loan, again, which isn't listed here, would be given to the parent instead of some of these other loans that would be given to the student. The interest rate is going to be higher, and there's going to be some additional hurdles for you to jump, uh, jump over, things like a credit check. Uh, so keep those in mind when you, when you think through some of these loans that are offered to the student versus the loans that are offered to the parent. And so that's a pretty good example of what a student... Uh, aid letter or student uh, or a financial aid package might look like. Uh, there's some additional information on here like a loan change request or it's, it's reminding you of the annual limits on federal Stafford loans in this example that I just pulled. Uh, but generally speaking, that first part is what you would see. You're generally going to see a cost of attendance and then all the aid outlined. And I had mentioned in the post and I'll mention here that this is not only an offer to you, it's traditionally the way that you accept aid back to the school. And so you can initial sometimes on these forms and say, I will accept this and send it back. Sometimes it's checkboxes on that online account. But traditionally, this is also the way that you're gonna accept uh, those scholarships, which a lot of families are like, why would I not accept free aid like a grant or a, a scholarship? But what they may not think about is on the loan side, a family may not want all the loans that are being offered to them. And sometimes they may only want a portion of it. So maybe you're offered an unsubsidized loan. Let's say you're offered 5,000, I'm just throwing out numbers here. Uh, then you may want to say, I only want 2,000 of that. Uh, so that's also something that you can do that sometimes families don't realize. You, can only take, you only have to take out what you want to. 
But when we look at some of these uh, additional examples that I've posted in this blog post, we have one from Square State University, which it has a cost of attendance. It also has a need calculation where it pulls in things like expected family contribution and tries to give you an understanding of what your family's financial need is. And then the award summary, again, going back into grants, loans, uh, scholarships, and giving you totals there. So you can compare the two, the full cost of attendance versus the aid that you're being offered. After that, we have a Circle College, which has an award summary, and that's all it has. It just lists out grants and scholarships and then gives you an opportunity to accept or reject those. Finally, we have a, a, uh, the, the third financial aid letter here, the University of Diamonds, uh, and this has the award description as well. And at the top, it has an estimated cost of attendance for the school year. So those are three additional letters, but you can see they're formatted very differently. This is why financial aid letters can be confusing for families. That's why they reach out sometimes and ask us for help. Um, but this is a general, general guideline on how you can attack your financial aid letter, try to understand it, and then get the aid that you need from the school in question. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. And by the way, I do want to mention at this time that if you have any questions about college planning or any topics that you want covered on this podcast, please email me at jason at gradmetrics.com and I will make sure to add those to the queue. Thanks.